Hey, this is Tim McGregor, and I'm the pastor of LOH Church, and this is our podcast. I want to thank you for joining us today. I hope this inspires you. I hope it builds your faith and gives you perspective to see God moving in your life. Enjoy the message. We're in a series today, today all over the world and in the church, Christendom, celebrating the coming of the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost over 2,000 years ago. Um, We've been in a series talking about that and and talking about the symbolism of uh, water, types of water, as uh, as the work of the Holy Spirit. And today, I want to talk about catching the waves of the Holy Spirit. So, um, what I've found out in my life, walking with the Lord, is that um, God, God sends waves of, the, of his spirit into our lives. And a lot of times they're not based on our timing. Um, sometimes they come in a way we expect. Sometimes uh, what we're looking for, we find from God. And then other times um, they come in unexpected ways. And so no matter where you are today, here, if you're watching, when you're watching or listening, I always can't get over how cool it is that someone will find this uh, somewhere down the road and God will touch their life. There was a, a, a man who came here last week. He, was a, he came for Delfest, not from here, from another state. And he met the guys out from our church that were parking cars. And they talked to him, befriended him, enough so that it influenced him to come to church last Sunday morning and he was here Not only was he here, but I met him at the altar at the end. And he was talking about the Lord just working in his life. He's gone through some storms and battles. And he said, yeah, I just just need something from God today. Wow, right? I never get get over that. And whoever was on the other side of uh, parking those cars, you know, God used you. Whether you felt it or you didn't feel it, it might have seemed normal and God was doing something beyond that. It might have seemed ordinary and there was an extra in it. That's what I was talking about last week. There's extra in our ordinary and there's super in our natural. Don't forget that message from last week because sometimes in our life it's that way. You don't even know God's working in your life. You don't even know God's working through your life, but he is. Then there are those other times. What I want to talk about today. We'll talk about catching the wave of the spirit. About dynamic moments. Awesome sometimes dramatic, unforgettable moments for your life and my life. Maybe you've experienced some of those. Maybe you're about to. Maybe you don't know it's coming, and it is. So we're going to go there today. Um, What what I'm talking about today uh, comes from my own experience. I read books and listen to sermons, and I'm always open and want to hear from other people and receive from other people, but what I'm talking about today and what we've been talking about is just my life, my own experiences. And so what I'm sharing today comes from weight of, uh, W-E-I-G-H-T, weight of experience and walked out in my own shoes. Um, they're ideals that by God's grace, I, he helps me to live by and when I fail at them and I do so often, his grace helps me to come back to them. And so I want to give you all that. Um, I want to give you that. 
when you study the Bible, you find out that there are image, the images of the Holy Spirit describe motion and movement, flowing rivers and rain falling and wind blowing, and ocean waves rolling. And so God the Father, when he spoke through the prophets and Jesus, when he spoke as God on earth, he used imagery, they used imagery to help us understand the inexplicable, something we could never grasp if he talked to us in heavenly ways. As a matter of fact, when Jesus said to Nicodemus, trying to describe to Nicodemus, who was a Bible scholar, he was an expert in the scriptures, and he still couldn't get a grasp on God working through this man, Jesus's life. And so Jesus is, uses, uses wind to try to describe how God was moving. The wind blows wherever it wills. And, he's like, and Nicodemus is like, how can this be? And Jesus says, if I use earthly things to describe and you don't get it, how will you get it if I tell you heavenly things? So God knows. How do you describe the move of the Spirit of God coming in our church or coming to your life or using you? Or uh, maybe somebody that was parking the car felt the Holy Spirit say to invite that guy. You know that. I, I don't know that, but uh, I know, I, it doesn't matter because the guy showed up. That's the move of the Spirit of God. And that's how the Holy Spirit wants to do in our life. He wants us to experience him, just like you experience a wave of water. When you're in it, you're in it. We've been to the river last week. We're going to the beach this week. How many of you love the beach? Yeah? How many of you like beaches? You've been to a lot of beaches all over the place, all over the country, all over, huh? I can see you, sort of. Yeah. Hey, how you doing out there? Um, we're going to the beach. David, who was a man close to God and the Holy Spirit moved in his life, described the Holy Spirit moving in his life like this. Deep calls to deep. The depth of God calls to the depth of me. And he describes these moments with God like this. All your waves and your breakers have swept over me. We're going to talk about the waves of the Spirit of God. There is no evidence in the Bible, especially in the New Testament, actually anywhere, there's no evidence in the Bible to indicate that people who live lives in the Spirit live lives full of dull, dry, and drab. It's the opposite, really. The Apostle Paul describes it like this. The kingdom of God is not a matter of talk, but of power. That word in the Greek is dunamis. It's where we get the word dynamite from. It's like, get in the presence of God. There's a dynamic. And then he says, it's a demonstration. It's a demonstration of the spirit and power so that your faith wouldn't just rest in the words of a person or in the wisdom of man, but in the power of God. In other words, there's a dynamic in this thing. Dynamic. When you study the book of Acts, you find the spirit is always on the move. There's evidence from the beginning to the end, and the, and the book of Acts has no ending chapter. It's not like you get to the end and it goes, and that's that. It's like it continues on. God's trying to say, he's still acting still moving. When you read through the book of Acts, you find that the Holy Spirit moves in memorable, unforgettable waves, visitations of dynamic things, not just extraordinary and not just super in the natural, but 
soaking, shaking, stirring, drenching, life-changing waves. And that's what I want to talk about today, catching the waves of the Spirit. Now, all of us who are born of the Spirit, we all have a, a, a very common thing. We are, 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 we, are, we are spirits in a body, all of us. And if, if the Holy Spirit has made your spirit alive through faith in Jesus, that means you now have the ability to discern, to be aware, to see with your eyes of your heart that God's real, God's moving, God's talking, God's speaking, and you can have communion with him. But in that, we're all different. God talks to us in different ways and moves in us in different ways. Like in, I'm wired in a certain way that I get inspired through a lot of different things. You might get inspired by the same things I do or maybe not at all. I get inspired by music. I get inspired by art. I get scenery, um, movies. Like there have been times that I, I'll be in a movie, watching a movie, it has nothing to do with nothing with God and all of a sudden it's like, I went to see Top Gun. Anybody see the new one yet? I saw, I, I've been twice. <laughs> might go again. I liked it. But anyway, the second time I'm sitting with Zeke, Wharton, and Tyler and all of a sudden, I pull out my phone. You're not supposed to do that, by the way. And I had it on silent, but I pulled it out, and I was like, things that Ace said, and then things that, uh, what's Tom Cruise's name in the movie? Can't think. Well, I know that. What's his name? The, Mitchell. What's his last name? I don't know, Dennis? No. Um, but anyway, I'm, I'm like, I'm like, I'm thinking, I'm going to, I got to, this, this is a sermon. So I'm going to do that. I don't know when. But like, I have, that, that's the way it kind of works for me. Not all the time. I get these moments like that. When I was a kid, we'd go to the ocean. Um, I would sit sometime on the beach and just get like obsessed with the waves and stuff. Like it would really inspire me. And then when I became a Christian, it even became even more. I don't want to talk about that. And so when I was thinking about walking along the river and walk, going to the beach, all of a sudden I began to think, I wonder... I wonder what surfers, the great surfers of the past, which I don't know any of them, by the way. Now I, wonder what they would describe, how they would describe riding the great waves. So I was looking those things up. I came across the names of these people I've never heard of before in my life until now, but now I want to dive in uh, and, and, and just read what they have to say and, and go there. This first, and so I want to use the things that some of the greatest have said and, and use a spiritual application with that and tie it into the waves of the spirit, okay? So we're going to start with a guy named Duke. Duke Kahananamaku. Well, listen, he is known as the father of modern surfing, double Olympic champion, and he was surfing the wild waves in the 1920s. So this guy goes way back. And he says this, and I was thinking about the Holy Spirit. Out of the water, I am nothing. Out of the water, I am nothing. And it reminded me of Zechariah 4, 6, where God says, this is the word of the Lord. Not by human might, not by human power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. It's like God is saying, I want you as a believer the Spirit of God in you, I want you to get well acquainted with the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, with the communion of the Holy Spirit. Not only that, I want you in communion, in fellowship, to be open to the waves of the Holy Spirit because it's in the waves of the Spirit, it's in the motion and the flow of the Spirit that we do way more than nothing. Something's always happening when the Spirit of God is moving. Something. 
And he wants us all to think, to think deeply about the fact that the Holy Spirit is in motion. The Holy Spirit is flowing. And some of us need to come to the Lord again and ask him, Lord, help me to be sensitive and aware that I really live within the realm of the Spirit, not outside of it, in it. And help me, not only at church, but in my life, to just allow the influence of your Spirit in my life. Because here's what I know about me. Here's what I know. Without the Holy Spirit working in my life, there's nothing I can give you. There's nothing I can do for you. There's of God, of importance, of eternal value. Nothing, not one single thing. Paul said, I determined to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ, him crucified, and come with a demonstration of the Spirit because I'm just Paul without that. What, what could I give you? And what could you give me? Or what could we give anybody that isn't from him? But that doesn't mean that we get mystical and ghosty and flaky and weird. There's enough of that. As we're wired up the way we are, each one of us individually unique, the Holy Spirit who lives in us has moments where waves are to come to us and through us. And he doesn't want us to miss it, any of us. Because the new life we have in Christ is a life in motion. The Spirit is always going somewhere. And he's saying to you and I today, deep calls to your deep all your waves lord all your waves and breakers have swept over me it's an ongoing laird hamilton i'm going to quote him twice laird hamilton said the biggest sin in the world would be if i lost my love for the ocean boy that goes somewhere that that will preach Thinking about Revelation chapter 2, when Jesus says to the church in Ephesus, your doctrine is perfect. Your discernment of false prophets and true bullseye. But I have one thing against you. You've left, you've left your first love. Which means... You can be solid doctrinally. You can tell the difference between a real and a fake. And in God's eyes, you lose your love for the move of the Spirit. You've fallen from a great height. And Laird says, the biggest sin in the world would be if I lost my love for the ocean. In his mind, that's who I am. God doesn't want us to lose our love with a move of the Spirit of God in our own life, in our gathering. Well, how do you, how do you, how, how does that, how do you maintain that? Romans 5, Paul says, the love of God is shed abroad in our heart. There's an action phrase, shed abroad. It means to like move from one side to the other. It'd be like, it'd be like water just rushing through here and, and from back there it just fills the whole room. Shed abroad. The love of God is shed abroad in our heart. Not through scholarship. Through the move of the Spirit. Deep calls to deep. All your waves and breakers have swept over me. Laird also says this. We're all equal before a wave. 
um, what I found out about him is he's a legend for surfing some of the most dangerous uh, places in the world. I don't know a lot about, I don't know anything about surfing. I was going to say I don't know a lot about it. I don't know nothing about it. <laughs> nothing. Um, but there are, there are sand waves. I mean, you're on the water, but there's nothing but below you but sand. And then there are reef waves. And this guy surfs the reef waves, which means these giant waves. And if you crash, you're not landing on sand. You're hitting, you're hitting rock. And this guy's legendary for riding those babies. And it says that he can, ta he can tame the wildest, mightiest waves. He says, we're all equal before a wave. But I flip that when I think about the wave of the Holy Spirit, and we're not called to tame those. But the good thing about the Holy Spirit is that he can tame us. Thank God. Without the Holy Spirit, you don't want none of me. Right? I mean, without the Holy Spirit, there, there are those parts of us, whew, without, without some barriers and some boundaries and some accountability structures, even then, whoo, we can howl at the moon like a werewolf, right? But if, I mean, if it's just, you know, um, yeah, the sanctifying work of the Spirit. When I was talking to a fellow at the altar, uh, he was under a big burden because he, he said he, he's, he's walked faithfully for a period of time, but, but he feels the storm pulling at his life. And, uh, and he said, you know, I, I, I need, and, and, and we were able, Ollie and I were able to talk to him about this water, this river, this, you know, you don't have to be afraid that you're going to fail when someone more powerful than you. The Holy Spirit is not a failure. Someone told me one time, he looked at me and he said, Tim, you have a champion living on the inside of you. And we're not in danger when we're riding the wild waves of the Spirit. We're in danger when we're not. When we're trying to tame down God. Samuel, Samuel told a young man named Saul who was going to be king of Israel. The first king, they never had a king. He was going to be the king. God selected him. And Samuel said, now before you begin your king thing, God wants to take you to a place and, and have you experience a mighty life-changing move of the Holy Spirit. And it's described in 1 Samuel 10. And Samuel says, when you approach the town, you're going to run into a bunch of prophets. These are guys that were just Holy Spirit guys. And they're going to be coming down from a mountain and they're going to be playing harps, tambourines, flutes, and drums. And they're going to be prophesying. They're going to have an experience in the Holy Spirit that you're going to see that they are speaking out of their spirit and their mouth praises of God's magnificence and whatever else they were saying. And he says, and before you know it, the Spirit of God will come on you. Before you know it, that wave's going to hit you and you are going to be transformed. You're going to become a new person. And when this happens to you, do whatever God has put in your hands because he's with you. The NIV says it this way. The spirit of God will come on you powerfully and you'll prophesy with them. And I love it this way. He says, and you'll be changed into another person. We're all equal outside of the wave. But deep calls unto deep.
All your waves and breakers have swept over me. I'm not an expert on the waves of the Holy Spirit by any stretch. And there are a lot of things we could talk about. I could week after week after week about the acts of the Holy Spirit. But I, I, identi- I identified three that I want us to focus on today. I call them the difference makers. If, if any good difference or God difference is happening in my life, it's because of these three waves. I've experienced them before. And I know some of you have too. First one is this, the waves of the Father's favor. The waves of the Father's favor. Jesus described what's hard to grasp, God's love through a story that we can all relate to. A wandering son that you love that's away and in danger and is, you know, just crashing and burning and your heart that doesn't change for him describes God that way for us. Then the son turns his heart toward home and he comes back and it says while he's a long way off, the father sees him coming and his heart gets filled with compassion and he starts toward the son and he gets to him and the son's coming up with some kind of I'm sorry uh, confession and the father has none of that. He's just on another plane and he's like, put a robe on him, put a ring on him, put shoes on his feet, strike up the band, let's have a banquet, right? We all know that story And as Christians, we know that when we believe that maybe you've experienced that before, and as Christians, we know, well, okay, positionally, biblically, God loves me that way. Well, that's great, and that is really, really great, and we have to faith that sometime when we don't feel it. But I'm here to say that there are waves of that that you can experience the favor of God in your life. And so when I'm talking about waves today, I'm talking about going into the experience of what the scripture says, which is, he longs to be gracious to us. He longs for us to feel his favor. Not just know it, biblically, but epigenoso is the Greek word. Gnosis means knowledge, epi means experiential. And when Paul talks about knowledge, he always uses epigenosis. Knowing it in your knower. That's for us all the time. You know what? The Lord owes us nothing. But some people just camp right there. Well, the Lord owes me nothing. And their, their, their theology has reached a place where they don't even consider receiving or that God wants to give because they've got the total depravity of man down so much so that they can't even enjoy their salvation. And their approach to God is, is sort of like, uh, I come before you in this place and throw myself down on my face. I know that I am but a worm, so step on me, God, and watch me squirm. Worship. Eh, whatever. The Father's favor. You're not, you're not that in the blood. You're a prince. You're not that in the blood. You're a princess. You're not that in the blood. You're like Joseph. And regardless of what the brothers think, regardless of what theologians might try to say, the truth is, he's never stopped celebrating you. And the Holy Spirit wants to come at times when you've forgotten about it and shed that truth abroad. 
This is a game changer. This is a difference maker. Allowing the waves. You know, guys, there's some of us. We can't love another until we receive the love from him for us. Because you can't give what you don't have, but what you give, you can give away. It's a difference maker. Here's another wave. Call it the waves of the sun's floor ministry. Remember the story in John 13? Jesus is at the table with the 12, gets up from the table, takes off his outer garment, wraps a towel around himself, pours water in a basin like a slave would do, and gets down on the floor. He starts to go around on the floor to wash the disciples' feet. And Peter, that freaks him out. We have to be able to allow the Lord to come close to our non-comfort zone areas and minister to us in those areas. Let me, Simon Peter was resistant to this. Why? Because in his biblical view, he should be on the floor washing the master's feet. He couldn't understand why Jesus was doing this. The Holy Spirit wants to come to us in waves like that do the same thing, and we can become resistant. The same imagery that Simon Peter had. I should be on the floor, and you should be up there. Well, that's true in one sense, but not in the sense when it comes to being healed of things on the inside of us that we need God to heal us of. And Jesus says to Simon, if you don't let me come to you this way, or now it'd be like, if you don't let the Holy Spirit come to you this way, you can't be in intimacy with me. You can't be in partnership with me. He didn't say you're not a Christian because he did say, hey, you're already bathed. You're already clean. And for us as Christians, we're already saved. If you died today, go straight to heaven to be right in the presence of the Lord. This is not about getting you saved. This is about you're saved to be healed, to grow in intimacy, to overcome things that keep you from. And the Lord wants to come up into our non-comfort zones because some of those things we're distant, we hold those in. We all do that, I do that, we all do that. And there are waves of the Spirit to come and incrementally touch us in those places, help us in those places, lift us up in those places where deep ministry can flow not only uh, to us but then through us. And again, the deep ministry impact we have from God through our life comes from deep ministry impact we allow Him to have toward us. Jesus was saying, Simon, there are parts of you. You need to let me come close. You need to let me come close. You and I, we have hidden parts. We're not comfortable within things about ourselves. We don't want anybody to know. And frankly, they shouldn't know. When the Bible says, confess your sins one to another, pray from one to another, I don't believe that means you just tell everybody your stuff. If you look at all the context of those five chapters in James, he's talking about inner turmoil and conflict between individuals. He's not talking about you just go, hey, guess what I used to do? All blah, and put it all out there now. If you have inner conflicts, you go and you confess that, you pray one for another and get that thing healed. It's not just you just go dump all your junk out. There's some things that's only the business of the Lord and you. There, I'll say it again. There's some things that's only the business of the Lord and you and it isn't anybody else's biz. He wants us to walk in full liberty so that childlike regret becomes childlike innocence. So that 
the shame of your youth is forgotten. He promised that, by the way. He promised, I'll help you to forget the shame of your youth. Woo! He wants to minister to us to the parts that make us step back instead of stepping up. Let me bring those waves to you, he says. And I love this about Peter. When he understood that, he said, well then, not just my feet, from my head to my feet. When he understood, this is gonna lead me to greater intimacy, this is gonna lead me to greater partnership with you, this is gonna lead me to, I can, that you can use me beyond the limits, come on. Waves roll, deep calls unto deep. Deep calls unto deep. Here's the thing, we're in a war, and there's somebody else that doesn't want you and I to ever come into those kind of realms. He never wants us to surf. He never wants us to get caught up. And here's what I've learned in my own life. Maybe I'm weird, but this is what I found out. At some of those times when those things are there and I'm feeling like, God, you know, when I want to step up into something, I want to believe God for something, I want to grab a hold of a dream for something. I don't know about you, but for me, the devil doubles down. The devil doubles, doubles down. The devil doubles down and... Uh, and he brings greater accusation to try to convince me to back away instead of grab a hold, to convince me that I'm not worthy to receive something God wants to freely allow me to give. Wants to, even though I'm a saved son, he wants to say I'm a slave son. He's a liar. And God has a wave for that. And I call it this, the waves of the Spirit's encouragement. So when that's happening to you and someone's asked you to step up or believe for something and, and, and you just think, well, who am I and how could I and I've done this and people, you know, I don't know and all that and you back away or you think I'm not worthy and all that stuff, here's the good news. You don't have to fight that by yourself. There is another wave of the Spirit called the wave of encouragement. Isaiah 59 says it like this. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of God will lift up a standard against it. It's like body surfing. It's like God has a counter wave for us whenever that heaviness is coming. When the enemy comes with waves of condemnation and reminding you of moments with accusation and fear hits you and shame hits you or waves of self-doubt or waves of self-hate, the Holy Spirit has a counter wave I call it a body surf wave. How many of you are good at that? I used to think I was good at that until this one wave. I've never been a surfer. I had friends in college. They were surfer dudes. And they, 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 they had the, the mullet before the, the mullet was like a, a, you know, no one wears those anymore. But back in the day, there were actually the mullets were cool back in a certain day. They weren't called that. Originally, they were called the California Cut. And I was in, I was in Central Florida, had a couple friends. They, they talked like Bill and Ted and the Great Adventure movie guys. They talked like that. They loved the Lord. They were real surfers. And they actually would say stuff like tubular and all that stuff. And it'd be like, ew. But... But I have friends like that, and they really surfed. The, the, dean of, the dean of men at Southeastern back then, who was one of our, our, we thought he was the coolest guy ever, he used to be a surfer. He was, in, he was in tournaments and stuff. He was our guy. We thought he was the coolest dude ever, right? But there, 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 are, there, are, there are these waves. I could never do that. 
I've never surfed in my life, but I've body surfed before. Boogie board or not. I like surfing without the boogie board where it's just you and you're out there. I'm no good, but I'm just, I'm not trying to act like I'm good at it, but I thought I was good at it to this one wave. But before those waves, you know, you kind of get like, you, you, Roy, you're good at it, right? No? <laughs> Anyways, yeah. Anyway, you start swimming, you know, and the wave catches you, and then something lifts you. And it's like you feel like you're under the power of something else, and it takes you in. And sometimes you do it, and you go about 10, 15 yards. That's pretty cool. But have you ever done it, and like it takes you all the way in, and you get up, and you're, and you're like, not to brag or anything, but did anybody see that? That was really, well, I, I love those kind. And I got really, and this one it was kind of a rough day. I remember getting out there and starting that, and you're going along, and all of a sudden you feel that thing lift you up, and you're like, yeah, here we go again. And the next thing happened to me was it lifted me way up, and my feet went out in front of me, and my head went planted straight into the right into the sand bam and I get up and I'm like unbeknownst to me parts of what I was wearing did not get up with me <laughs> and that's nobody's business you don't there's no way to look cool when that happens to you I mean it's deeply scarred in your brain forevermore and the friends that are there with you, they'll remember it all the time. Ah! You know, it's like, ah, yeah. And that was it after that. Because, listen, there are waves that you can, you can pull the drawstring as tight as you want. You can super glue it on, man. But you know what? There are waves. Now, here's the difference, though. When a wave like that hits you and does that to you, that's the opposite. When the Holy Spirit hits you and lifts you, to take you to another place, when you get up, you're, not, you're covered. When you get up, it's out of shame. It's away from exposure. It's a lift and it's without effort. He moves you away from the conflict and the storm and the enemy's accusations to a good place, a peaceful place, a brand new place. You and I need those things. Because I don't know about you, some of the greatest attacks of the enemy come when I'm by myself. Some of the greatest attacks of the enemy come right after you, you feel like you get a good dream or a good promise or a, a good word and it's like he comes immediately, he wants to steal that thing. And he always knows how to come. The way he gets you might be different than the way he comes for me, but he knows my phone number. He knows how to go boom, make me go uh. But the good news is, I wanna say it again, and I've learned this, this has been real in my life. In some of those moments when I let it, in some of those moments God comes and says, you want to body surf? Let's get out of here. Man, I hope everybody, God wants everybody. Deep is calling unto your deep. Kelly Slater, never heard of any, him either, but he won a championship surf contest 11 times, world known. Kelly Slater says, your surfing can get better on every turn, on every wave you catch. Learn to read the ocean better. A big part of my success has been wave knowledge. Yeah. Galatians 5, Paul says it like this for us. If you're in the Spirit, keep in step with the Spirit. If you're in the Spirit, go with Him. Go with it. Go with it. How do you do that? 
Here's an emoji of a wave. You get in proximity. You get in proximity. Like, let me ask you, when you go to the beach, are you, are you, this isn't wrong, it's just interest. When you go to the beach, are you one of those that takes your, your chair down to the water and you, and you plop there, in, you're kind of in the water, you like your chair to be right there and feel the, the what? raise your hand. Are you one of those? Where are you? And you're, but how many of you aren't? You, you, you keep your chair back under, under, the, under the umbrella or by it and you got your thing back there. That's fine too. Um, I like to watch people when they're, when they're down by the water, which is cool, and then the tide starts coming in. You got to, oops, you got to move back. You got to move back. Some people move back, go all the way back. And, but, and, and it makes sense. If you have your iPad there, don't ever do that right by the way. But you, on, the, on the sand or whatever, or your book or your newspaper, or whatever you have, you, you know, it's going to get washed away. So you move it back. The opposite of that is for us in the spirit. Get in proximity. When the tide's coming in, move your chair toward it. Better yet, go out in it. Let me ask you this. Um, I've found this to be my experience. Uh, ocean water in Maryland, even in the summer, when it's a million degrees, that water is in a million degrees. Ocean City, does it ever give above 65, man? What? Right? And, you know, and there's two kind of people. I don't care where you're at. Two kind of people. The one kind of person, when it's cold like that, they go in, toe, out. Then it's maybe ankle. Do you ever, do you ever watch? Do you like to watch people? You're watching people, and they get up to a certain, and that wave comes in, and you see them, they go, hi They do another thing, hi Yeah. That's torture, isn't it? Are you one of those? It's torture. Who's one of those? Raise your hand. You like to torture yourself. Yeah. But then there's other people, right? They drop their, man, they drop their towel and they have their cooler and it's see you later, baby, and it's bonsai, and off they go, and it's, ah, and they're in. Because they know you might as well just take it because it's going to get you anyway, whether it's slow or fast. And most of the time, once you're under, when you get up, you're like, ah, it wasn't so bad. Instead of, right? I've gotten better at the, the only thing is, you get your grandkid with you, you don't go bonsai, ah, you're going to dive in, you just got to. So, get in proximity, but you go in. You sense the Spirit of God. Go in. Don't go away. Another one is, how do you do it? Devotion in motion. So, it's like you read about the Spirit of God. You read about things. You listen about things. You've been listening to me today and the me part, but the God part, whatever the God part is, devotion in motion means um, you're not just interested in the book. You're interested in the author. You're not just wanting to know the creed about the Holy Spirit. You want the comforter. You want him in your life. I love it. It's like Simon Peter. He, he had failed the Lord. He denied the Lord, and he figured he disqualified himself, and he went back to fishing, right? Remember that story? And he's up in the North Galilee again. He's not even where, he, where they were supposed to be in Jerusalem. He's up in North Galilee, and they're in the water in their boat, and the wave comes to him. In other words, Jesus comes to him fixes breakfast on the beach. They have this miraculous catch. And John says to Peter, it's the Lord. I love this. And the Bible says that Peter threw himself in the water to get to him. Devotion in motion is that. It's the, not just my feet. It's, a, it's like, Lord, I need waves. I mean, deep. 
calling to deep. Let your waves and your breakers crash over me. And again, third, I already talked about it a little bit, the lift and the shift. My daughter used to get tired of walking, whether we would be at the amusement park or whether we'd be at the mall, and there would be a time where she'd just be done with it, and she'd stop in the middle and look up at me and go, would me. Would me. She's like, Dad, I'm done. you got to pick me up. Sometimes God's waiting for us to run out of gas so he can lift us up and shift us where we could never, not by might, to lift us effortlessly to a relocation of peace, grace, and faith where you're riding on top of the wave. Deep calls to deep. That's what he's calling us to. Let me give you another one. Almost finished. Sean Thompson listed as one of the top 10 surfers of the century. Being spat out of one of those giant roaring Hawaiian tubes is the most amazing sensation I've ever experienced in my life. It's joy, it's fear, it's accomplishment all rolled into one. Imagine being at work in your conversation and you say to somebody at work, man, I gotta tell you about the most amazing, life-changing experience. People are gonna go, huh? Because I don't know about you, but this world is boring. Huh? Show me something new and I'll look at it. What? And I quit getting excited about the Starbucks in LaVale. <laughs> what are they doing? What are they, what are they doing? I mean, what, they had put a sign up. At the coming of Jesus, this Starbucks will be open. <laughs> what? What? But then I think, I'm excited about us. That's pretty bad. We are in something. Man, there is nothing like this. I don't mean what we do. But I mean the presence of God, heaven on earth. The same God through the whole Bible. One of the first things I started to pray when I started seeking God was I'd say this. I, I, I tell you, I would say this. I would say, Jesus of the Bible, not Jesus of church, please hear my prayer, 17 years old. Because I knew there was a difference. And I would pray, Jesus of the Bible, I want what you're about. I don't want what I've been about. I don't want what church has been about. I want what, because that didn't, I'm still the same Jesus of the Bible. The most amazing sensation I've ever experienced in my life. This is talking about surfing. We're talking about something way more than that. It's like one of the songwriters of the 60s said, catch a wave and you're sitting on top of the world. Deep calls unto deep. A long time ago, God gave me a dream, awake. I saw these kids, little kids, standing in this powerful deluge of rain. And they weren't scared they were laughing just like all these little guys and gals do just like no rules they don't know if they're supposed to do that they're just being kids i saw that 
in the 90s. The Lord spoke to my heart and said, somewhere along the way, church is going to be like that. Oh, it's probably been 15 years ago. I'm sitting in Atlanta in a, in a leadership conference and Craig Groeschel is speaking. And uh, our church had flatlined. I've told you the story. It flatlined. And we had people, it was just... And the Lord just spoke to my heart and said, go home and go young. And we, we did. And God started to do something. You catch a wave of something. You can't stir up a wave. God's waves blow. Um, I'm getting texts right now from people watching the live stream going like this and sending emoji waves. That's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Actually, right now. Um, in a long time ago, we used to have these stairs here. Remember the stairs that came down? And I was standing right here preaching. And while I was preaching, I saw, this is weird, I'm not ghosty. Man, I, this is going to make me sound like Mr. Spiritual Joe. I'm not Mr. Spiritual Joe. As a matter of fact, I lost my phone. I don't know if it's here somewhere. If you see a blue iPhone somewhere, I can't. I'm not a super duper spiritual. I don't know God's being, but there's, I don't understand it, but there are these times where these things just, and I saw while I was preaching, I didn't like go anywhere. I was just preaching, but I saw it. I don't know how to explain that. It's a mighty wave billowing offshore. And like the Holy Spirit was just saying, I'm bringing that, I'm bringing that wave Lord, your church. When I was a young kid, I would take my music to the beach with me. My playlist had to be made on cassette tapes. I made a cassette tape beach music. And one of the songs was a song called Surf's Up. I can remember, even before I knew the Lord, and I'm a kid, man. I can remember sitting on the, on the beach, looking out at the water and watching waves, listening to this song, and something happened to me. I didn't know it was God. Now I do. He was trying to, he was prophetically preparing my life for the way, one of the ways that he talks to me to communicate to people. And I went back, and I love this song, but I was listening to it the other day, and I captured the, the last few words that remind me so much of where we are. I had no connection with Tyler on the theme of VBS about waves. I had no conversation with him about where I was going in this message. And on the very week that we're going into VBS, the very week that I planned without consultation with him to be preaching about catching the waves. And this says a whole lot to me. Surf's up. Board a tidal wave. Come about hard. In other words, go after this. And join the young and often spring you gave. In other words, you've inspired it. Get in on it yourself. And then this last part. I heard, I heard the word, and I have too. It's a wonderful thing. It's a children's song. 
I really believe that the Holy Spirit wants to come with waves upon all of our lives, but if you're a young man, if you're a young woman, if you're a young kid, if you're a student, if you're a toddler, I really believe that God is going to send waves to you. When the Spirit of the Lord comes upon you, you're going to be changed into another person. Paul describes it like this, going from glory to glory, glory. John describes it like this, grace upon grace upon grace. I believe that there is a move of this wave coming so strong on young people in our church and in the nation that will be greater than anything that's ever been experienced over 100 years. Nothing will compare to it. And that our children right now are going to walk into a glory of that that's been waiting for them from the time they were born. And it might come by surprise. Father's favor toward you. Where you sense a deep throbbing, throbbing of the heart of God for your life. That you're special. No one's ever told you that. God's going to tell you that. In a way that no one will ever have to tell you that. You're going to know the light of God is shining right on you. He wants to come up close and heal us. Ebbs and flows, maybe not all at once, just ebbs and flows of healing. Going from shame, confidence, and bondage to liberties. From chaos to creative thinking and understanding. And he wants to lift you and shift you effortlessly. Standing in the water, Ocean City, I'm halfway out, waves are coming in, they're about right here. My nephew's talking to me, and he's looking that way toward the water, I'm looking toward the shore, and we're talking, and you know when you're out in the, and, and the waves are coming and you don't want them to go over your head, you kind of time them, and they come, and you kind of go, Ooh, and they, they uh, and you're, you got it down, you're like, mm. and we're doing that, and we're talking about some band or some music we liked, blah, 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 blah. And I'm just rolling along, never shut up. And all of a sudden, I saw my nephew force eyes go. And then he said, Uncle Tim, oh my gosh, that's the last thing that took place. And this wave that wasn't like one of those we were doing, it was like a baby ganga. It was like, it like took us, flipped us, knocked us, boom. And we got up from that like our whole life had been turned upside down. Again, people can get hurt. People can be like, I'm never going to go out in that water. That, that, that's the total, to the extreme of that, the other way with God. I want you to stand, please. The Holy Spirit, again, the Holy Spirit, you know, listen, now, now here's the thing, and, and this is all good, the way we do it, because if you find a better idea, let us know. Don't, don't shift. Or even right now, you can shift. Even right now, you can go Arby's. Right now. Right now. And even doing this, with the songs that are about to be played, we can shift from God wanting to do something in us and then sing these songs. Now, these songs are, they're not the goal. They're a tool. The goal is not to see. The goal is, Lord, do you, I can't speak for you and you can't speak. Do you need the ministry from the floor? Do you need, do you need to know beyond a Bible verse? 
I need your love, God. Father, I need to be reminded experiential wave of the love you have for me. I need wisdom. I need to hear something. I'm under the gun. Like the fellow that was at the altar desperately saying, man, I've got to have something happen to me because I've been going this road, I'm doing well, but there's, a, there's something pulling at me and, and I'm afraid to go back out there because I got to have something happen right here, right now. If that's you, listen, he might come your way the way you expect it, but he might want to come another way. And I would just say, I would just say to you, and I'm going to ask for one, two, Lord, deep calls unto deep. I'm nobody. I need deep calls unto deep for the kids, for the moms, for the dads, for the leaders, for each one of us. Lord, let deep come into deep. You might be able to do, hey, the tide's coming in. Maybe God wants you to walk from your chair, to walk from your umbrella, come down here. It's not more magical down here. But sometimes you just, it's, it's about devotion in motion. It's about Simon. Ah, I can't do anything for you. I'm not the wave maker. I've just been pointing us to it. And the Lord wants to meet us. We ask you to do it. Lord, I just, as an under shepherd, I, I open the gate to the sheepfold and pray that you would come with waves of the presence of your Holy Spirit. Touch us in Jesus' name. Hey, this is Pastor Dustin, and thanks for listening. If you live in the Western Maryland area, we would love for you to engage with us at one of our weekend services or weekday gatherings. For directions, service times, and information about our fabulous children's and student environment, please visit myloh.church.